and he asked me um, what I do for a living, which I thought was so funny. And I was like, I'm doing it right this now. Is, this is my job. Like, I'm a Marine. Like, I, I come to help you. And he goes, well, do you do anything else? I was like, no. He goes, are you always going to do this? Are you? I was like, I don't think so. I think I'm going to figure something else out. He's like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, you know, you know me. Like, I always try to, like, respond quickly and intelligently. It's just kind of who I am. I really don't like, at least not back then, like, awkward silences. And I don't like to look like I don't know. Mm-hmm. For, for whatever reason, it was like a character weakness of mine. I just could not know. And uh, I sat there and I was like, mm, uh, I haven't thought about it. And this dude, which we've never had a serious conversation before, ever. And then I was like, you know, I wish I, wish I was born in America because then I can do what I want to do. That was all he said. That was all he said. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never even thought about it like that. Are you ready to get down to earth? It's Raven Hernandez. Let's do it. All right, Sergeant Miller. So before we got on camera, you were about to tell me about the older woman that you had been with. The, the, okay, that's a little out of context, but <laughs> <laughs> I, how do we even get in that conversation? Your hairstylist. My hairstylist, Barbara. So I wanted to like look good on the podcast. I want to hang out with Raven again. I better be handsome Naturally. on my game. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And I uh, didn't have time for me. So I was like, you know what? We're going to do what we can. Clean the beard up. Throw the hair so this back. This was all you. This is all me. You, you, you did that. I'm my own stylist. I could do it all. You did the black with the brown and the blue. You made that happen. This I made this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do Are you, you like proud of that? Bruno Maglis. I mean, you know, nice. you're always impressive. I mean, Sergeant Miller, you impress everyone. We, we try to. We Sergeant, try to. Esquire, all the titles. We've lived a long life. None, none of the none of the charges all been dropped. It's all good. We're about to get we're about to get <laughs> we, real deep. We can into we it. can get into that. So let's talk that. about the good stuff first. Let's okay. talk about how awesome of a human that you've been, right? Well, so I love that. When you were in the Marines, how you were quickly you quickly were promoted to sergeant. Yeah, from private, which is the the first rank, uh, sergeant's the fifth. That process took like three years. And how how, no, how long does it normally take? In my field, uh, probably like five. five so years. it's like um, you don't just get promoted based like against everybody in the Marine Corps. It's like specific to your job, your MOS. So for me. And uh, signals intelligence, it's like it's not very competitive because the Marine Corps still has like these outdated promotion standards. It's not how great of an intelligence Marine were you. It's how fast can you run and how well do you shoot comes first. And then and then it's like a popularity contest produces points, but it has nothing to do with how good you are at your job. So I, I, but if you're not good, but if you're not good at running fast and shooting well, that isn't that like your number one job? That's what I would argue in the Marine Corps. <laughs> like, if you're a Marine, like that should be the standard. But you got to survive. Not, you got to be alive yeah, to do this. Yeah, thing, like the signals and intelligence stuff. This is the thing. You you choose the Marine Corps for a reason. Yeah. You know, like you if you're gonna do the military at all, like mm-hmm. you, there's probably something going on that's you know mentally. You probably may, have maybe some you're trauma. not the most privileged person to begin with, oh, okay. but you know some people. Maybe a little trauma. I don't know what's politically correct, but, man, I'll go off on veterans. I feel like a little privilege issue is a little serious. But in the Marine Corps, yeah, I think uh, there's everybody knows when you're going into it. Let me, let me explain it this way. So, you know, like there's these jokes about the recruiters and, like, how they drive the nice cars. They're trying to bring you in. And it was a commercial that got me in. And uh, I'm sure we'll be able to find this somewhere. And it's uh, I had this one dude who's, like, getting yelled at. And he's about to jump into a pool. And it's, like... 30 feet, like, it's a good jump. You end up doing that jump in the Marine Corps, too. And has other kid on the pull-up bar getting yelled at, but it's, like, silent, and he's struggling to get up the pull-up. And then the screen goes black, and the narrator's like, 
all we ask is that you give us everything you have and we'll let you know when you've given it. I was like, that shit was hard. So you were like, I want to try and give yeah. them everything I have. Absolutely. Well, you, I mean, you know my family. Oh, yeah. We have so like your a father. war hero yeah, father. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, grandparents served in the military. So for me, and I was like a terrible high school student. Like I was so bad that when it came time to graduate and they have like the diplomas, they gave me an empty folder. I had to take another class so I wouldn't become a super senior. That's how bad. So I was, they I was, were I was like, like we're going to let you act like yeah. you got this, but we're, really. We're going to let you take the photos. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh. Jeez. Yeah. I was just a terrible student, but it wasn't like. So then the Marines really helped you kind of take that time to grow as a person. A hundred percent. So going back to the ad, they bring an advertisement like that. And then to you, like as I, I want to say to a boy, but maybe that's not correct. But for me, it was like, mm-hmm. here's the ultimate challenge to prove yourself. So yeah. I already feel like a failure because. Because you were. Yeah. You know, I wasn't the nicest kid to everybody. I'm not, not like a bully or anything, but You're I wasn't mean, like. You're mean. Your grades I suck. I want to say I was mean. I was, mean, that's what, this for, is your story. I was a romantic okay. is what I was. So you were a player. No, no, no. Romantic. I was a romantic. And uh, that, that kind of distracted me from school. And then mm. once I put it into my head, like, oh, I'm just going to be a Marine like my father. Mm-hmm. Why give, why, why even worry about school when I can do that for 20 years? Yeah. So, like, I just pushed it all the way to the side, got my straight C's, toss a D in there, and that was it. So when I, when I entered the Marine Corps, thinking, like, I'm going to do this for 20 years, it's going to be super easy, all you got to do is run around. While I was right in the promotion aspect, all you do got to do is like really run fast, do some pull-ups. Which and you can do. Well, which a lot of Marines hate, especially in the intel field because they're like, you know. Nerdy. There's a lot of nerds. You yeah, know, yeah. Just because they joined the Marine. The Marine Corps tracks like one of two people. Mm-hmm. Like like the the troubled youth probably, you know, did well in sports, didn't get a scholarship, something like that. And the nerd. Mm-hmm. The Marine Corps is filled with nerds. It's like, I don't know how many of them you've met, but chances are he's really polite like a you Joel, know, like Joel wasn't a like Marine, a but, but very that, much so like our good really, friend Joel. Like he's really yeah. put together, really polite, overly nice to the point where you're like, man, I, I can hardly picture you in the Marine Corps. That that like is the majority of Marines. These nerds, they get like in shape, buff and hot. And then, you know, they're outstanding people, half of them. The other half are people who, you know, they probably didn't have a choice. Like they probably shouldn't have a gun. But they do. But they do, yeah. you know. And uh, Either they were going to do it legally or illegally. And thankfully, they're serving our country now. So when yeah. you were over there, so you you were a part of a program that Obama created. Yes. And there was like how many people, like 10 or 20 in that program? Uh, the Foreign Military Advisor Program uh, was introduced, I think, originally as a transition out of Afghanistan, which obviously doesn't happen for another 10 years. Mm-hmm. But um, it was introduced then to say, look, we're going to train the Afghan National Army and some of these other foreign militaries to do basically what the Americans are doing there so that we can peacefully transition out, lower our, our presence there. Um, it was it was a complete failure. So the first team that went before me ended up getting um, like shot by the people that they were assassinated, all of them. Yeah. Is that, would pe- you say assassin? Like, what's the word? I, I when guess. You're mur- I mean, like it was killed. by the people they were advising. So, like, assassinated, like, murdered seems appropriate. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're killed. Yeah. Because I, w- I wouldn't say, like, people are murdered in war if the goal is to kill the enemy. But if you're killed by people who you're there to help. And they know and they're working with you and then they kind of turn know. on you. So the whole the whole crew gets slaughtered. And then yeah. they bring in yeah, that's cr- the and your so own crew, too. Yeah. So I'm a replacement. Uh-huh. There's, like, a. Did think- you know that they had all been killed? We don't find that out until like 
a month before we're going out. Ooh. Yeah. Did it make you? So at first, were you like, I've been chosen by the White House to represent my country and do this mission? And then you're like, wait a second. Kind of. Yeah? Kind of. They, Did it they, make you question, like, they had going? Like, they had, like, volunteers in my battalion. Because I was in an Intel battalion. Mm-hmm. So this was, like, kind of separate from Intel, which I had always, like, been separate from Intel. They sent me to, like, a lot of random courses, like... Combat jet ski and coxswain course and swimmer. Combat jet skis? Yeah. Oh, that's a real thing. What? So what? You, like, it's it's not like you're on jet skis like shooting people. That would be way. Because that's sicker. exactly what I thought. Yeah. No. It's like <laughs> you you ride a jet ski that like pops off one of these boats. You have like a boogie board attached. You save people, I guess, who would fall out of the water. Who's falling it's, out of the water? Imaginary sailors. I okay. don't know. So ne- I never like do, actually got to do it. It was just training. Does anyone actually do this job? I, I'm get. They have to, right? Otherwise, why would there be a, a school? Why would, for why it? would taxpayer dollars go why to that? Tax- I don't you know. know. I'm glad it did though, because it was the most fun I'd ever had. There's this kid. Yeah, shout out to Joshua Wells. He's like a rival. This guy, me and him, just could not stop butting heads. Good looks. Oh, beautiful. A little man. taller than you. Be- you know what? God bless his soul. I think he was like my height. Oh, uh, so bless then, his so soul. then he was equal competitor. Yeah, he's a better athlete. So <laughs> he's a much better athlete. So they, uh, our the way our platoon was set up is like, uh, so I end, I end up in this platoon called a uh, what was it RRP like Radio Recon. But I was like, I was like not the best member of the platoon. And then there was like the rock stars who were like just killing it, doing high speed things. Joshua Wells was a part of that group, and I was a part of this training unit where I just trained people to get ready to go to recon. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And uh, Wells was in that class with me. And I remember at the the last day of Combat Jesky, you got to like kind of gun it for like, I don't know, like 10 miles or something like that. Mm -hmm. And for no reason at all, because him and I butt heads so much. I'm like, I got to beat this dude in this race. Like, so so childish. You You create challenges. You you create challenges in your head. And uh, I took that L and it was so fucking painful. You lost? This guy, this guy was amazing. He was like, uh, he was like getting faster times on the old course. He's a faster swimmer. But all you have to do is just gun it. Like, yeah, in the ocean, it's, it's not that easy. I mean, so you're reading the waves and you're, you're gunning. You're reading the waves I mean, and you're you know, anyways. Hand to the throttle. You know I used to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I but anyways, so in from that platoon, they the, the battalion mm-hmm. asked for volunteers. So, like, mm-hmm. we need, uh, I think it was, like, eight volunteers to do it and, like, nobody volunteers. And uh, so, finally, they're like, all right, someone's going to, the Marine Corps, like, you, you ever heard the phrase voluntold? Voluntold? Voluntold. Like, I'm going to tell you to do it, but you're yeah, going to volunteer? Yeah, like, hey, you have an opportunity to volunteer, otherwise I'm going to volunteer you to do this. So yeah, it's like, yeah, you really yeah. have no, that's what the, that's like the Marine Corps' motto. Gotcha. Like, we're going to get bodies to do this one way or the other, so you might as well. And that's of like, course, That's like life, though. Like, it is like Someone's going to do it, you can either choose to do it or we're going to make you. Yeah, so. So uh, they voluntold you? They voluntold me. Nobody, like, nobody <laughs> volunteered, and they're like, it was like the fucking bad news bears. <laughs> they picked everybody who causes problems at the battalion. Like, really? Yeah. So, oh, like, no. because I promoted quickly, I thought I was safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, you know, we need two NCOs. It's like above the third rank, once you hit corporal, you become a non-commissioned officer. So it's like you get a little bit of management authority. Mm-hmm. It's like we need, a, we need a couple NCOs as a corporal at the time. So they're like, uh, this is easy. Miller, you're definitely going. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, where are we going? You know, I was like, yeah, where are we going? Yeah, okay. You know, because like nobody deploys in this in this unit. You know, it's, it's an intel unit. So a lot oh. of it is done... Like from home. So you kind of like felt because once you got on that unit, you're like, okay, sick. I'm going to be stateside most of the time. Maybe I'll do some like yeah. Hawaii type Guam. Yeah, because at this, at this point, I'm still that same kid in high school. Like boot camp doesn't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it'll you're put you in better ass. shape and you'll learn how to like manipulate the system like a little bit. It's almost bit. gone bad to your head because you haven't had your ego checked. You haven't, you haven't really Wells. had your ego checked. And, and boot camp is not like, 
Marine Corps boot camp gets a lot of credit, especially after Full Metal Jacket, sick ass movie, and it, which like really nails like the experience, although not not quite as violent. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it, it's not enough for somebody who's like got a decent head. If you got some mental fortitude in you, if you're a decent athlete, you're not going to be challenged yet. Yeah. So at this point in my career, this is 2011 where I get selected. We deploy in 2012. I, uh, when they told you that it was Afghanistan, were you like, oh, shit? Yeah, that happens like a month later. We meet the teams and they're like, okay, we're going to meet uh, some Afghan interpreters and stuff like that. We're going to do stateside. some language stateside, learn some languages, Farsi, Pashtu. We're going to have a conversation and, and kind of go over the, the customs. That way, when, because, you know, if you're advising a foreign military, mm-hmm. like every meeting was like, sit down, rice, eat with the hands all fat, no no meat on the goat. Smoking. And, uh, yeah, smoking hookah or opium or whatever it is they put in there. Nazwar, for anyone who knows what that is, don't do that. And uh, that that aspect is when I was kind of like, oh, like, how Afghanistan are we going? You know? They're like, oh, you're going all over. You like, We ended up transitioning like every couple months when we were there. But I mean, once- did you think you were going to like the mall strip version of that? Well, like- people have this idea that Afghanistan is like just this massive desert with like a couple huts. Like I was in Kabul, the the capital city. It's kind of nice. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's not like much different than like Bakersfield. Mm. You know, like it's not like too crowded, mm-hmm. but it's it's a city. There's air conditioning. There's restaurants. We went to restaurants, hookah bars. So, but you're still in a third world country. You're still in a but third world country. But you were in the huts and stuff. For the yeah, so there was a there was one point where I was gone for about two months, right off the Kajaki River in the Sangin Province, which is like where all the where all the fun stuff happens for Marines, like Marines who like really joined the Marine Corps to be a Marine. That's where they want to go. So there was a period where I was there um, for like two months. And that that was like the Afghanistan you picture in your head. Gotcha. It just the dangerous. Yeah. Like, stuff like shitting in pots and not Yeah. Like fun. it's just, it's not anything that you're going to get too excited to do. And I think that's kind of where I grow up. Ah. Uh, because. Because you realize it's like I'm now in life or death. Yeah. Like I'm now in a situation where it's like, it's, it's not fun anymore. My little Caleb antics and cute jokes. and Not going to get you far. Yeah. You know, pushing buttons. Oh, sorry. Like, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that was wrong. And you always know it's wrong. There's no girls to talk to. Like it's. Yeah. No distractions. No distractions. And it's like, it is very serious that you need to be an adult now. And Mm -hmm. you know what happened to the last team? You know, those people who did that obviously aren't there anymore. But, you know, you have another team and, and that kind of floats in the back of your head like, oh, man, that might happen. Yeah, yeah. But you're also trying to play nice with Because the whole team was taken out. So it's like, you know that that is a possibility at it's, any moment. That Yeah, you think about that. Yeah. I, I never actually felt, after the first couple months in my deployment, I didn't really feel like that was a possibility. Like Until I, I, it was, which we'll get to. Yeah, like I forgot yeah. that it was a possibility. yeah. So it's like a, you get so close with the Afghans and then like, you know, I'm trying my best to not use the interpreter to like speak Farsi with these kids. And so like I'm, I'm literally having the I start having the time of my life at the same time. The distractions are gone and the conversations I'm having with some of these Afghans, especially the ones that are like more Western educated because they have some. So most mm-hmm. of the ANA, the Afghan National Army, they're like northern. So they're a little more pro-America, pro-democracy. Mm-hmm. But we're like in the south, in the east. 
And um, obviously where like the anti-American sentiment is. Mm -hmm. But the people you're dealing with tend to be. They want you there because you started bringing, was it electricity? Electricity. Yeah. Yeah, We we try to build like a makeshift electrical grid. Just for just for the hell of it. Yeah. Generators, gasoline and power lines all over the huts to get Wi-Fi. And so it was it was it was a sick setup. And why did you do that? Like, did you. That was part of our job. Okay, so that you were tasked to do that. No, we weren't like tasked to do that. We were tasked to train the Afghan National Army mm-hmm. in how to conduct signals intelligence. Okay. Using certain equipment. And in order to do that, you have to like kind of do a little give and take. Mm-hmm. So like we'll do something for you, you do something for us. And then, you know, obviously they want help with construction of, of more buildings. They want, so we do that. They want help with, uh, and some of the things they want to construct is like hysterical, like Volleyball fields are really important. Soccer fields. We we like we we played against the Afghan National Army all the time. Got smoked. They beat you. It was like back and forth, but like they were way better. It's like, cause dude, it's Americans and typically Southern kids. Yeah. Marines are they like from tops. they're from like Texas, New York, and California. Yeah. You know, a little bit of Louisiana and Georgia. All the Marines. So it's like you're either super Southern, probably didn't play soccer. So it was football. Like if you were playing football, y'all would have won. I I I mean. The Afghan people are like, their their diet is not like our diet. So like. They're like lean. Like maybe I saw two fat Afghans out of 100,000. They're oh lean. Gosh. And they and they can move like up these hills and everything. Like mm-hmm. they can move. They're trained. I mean, they're they're trained in a whole different environment. So you're build. So you're, you're helping them build out facilities, bringing yeah. electricity. And the leaders in this community are really starting to bond with you and yeah. build like very strong. Like they trust you. They're inviting you into their homes. They're yeah. breaking bread with you and smoking things and doing all these things right absolutely so there's there's one guy um one village elder who was uh out there in that in that two-month period i was talking about his name's anayat this dude it was like kind of good looking too he's a fresh-ass guy you always like the good looking guy. I, I i i like people kindred who I feel spirits. like kindred spirits you know just just a two mountain horn and uh and Nyatt was he had this little dvd player like for cds mm-hmm and he like loved American movies, like, mm. loved American movies. And one day he like tells me, he's like, hey, I want to I watch my favorite movie with you. He's like, I'm so excited. Uh, there's no like translation or subtitles. He watches it in English, hardly understands it. Yeah. It's Adam Sandler's 51st Dates. Oh my gosh. And he fucking loves this movie. Like laughing at like, the punchline. Like lines, crying, like laughing. Acts like he's laughing never seen at it. moments where I feel like he should laugh. So there's one scene in the movie, and I'll, I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. So it's literally just me, him, another Marine by the name of Lay, and our interpreter, Zarif, who's here in the United States now. He's killing it. You know, he immigrated. He like was not part of that program where like, you interpret for us for X amount of years, you get American citizenship, he got it. And I just saw him the other day. He's so fresh. Oh, he's in LA? He is in LA often. He's a truck driver. And uh, I think he lives in Virginia. Okay. But and he's he, like, doing well. He comes to LA. Yeah, he like stayed the night in my apartment. We're chatting, went, had dinner, and uh, smoked a little bit. Cool guy. And uh, so, anyways, we're watching this movie, and a uh, night like it's so excited. And instead, because he tries his best to speak English with me, but he's not very like good. Mm-hmm. But suddenly, it's all Farsi to my interpreter. But he's like excited, like he's like like tell Caleb blah 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 da 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 da. And we watch the scene, and Drew Barrymore is looking at Adam Sandler, and he's trying to like get the walrus to tell her to agree on a date like yeah, and then yeah, uh, yeah. you know the walrus does it and so my interpreter starts busting up laughing and i'm like tell me tell me tell me and he goes he wants to know he wants to know if if that animal's real and i was like yeah i was like yeah that animal's oh that's a walrus yeah it's a real animal like yeah. if we have internet i'll show you and he goes okay okay how does it know english 
and the interpreter like can hardly say it. He's laughing so hard. They ha- he wants to know how it knows English. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my. I was like, he doesn't know. Like people train. I don't. Yeah, he knows English. <laughs> the, it technically knows English, yeah. kind of ish. That's hilarious. I was like, yeah, they know English. So at what point? And I know we're gonna get a little deep here, but at what point? Like, when did things? Like, what was the pivotal moment, and when things hit the fan? Like. Was it, a, was it a gradual shift of, like, things started to feel dangerous, or was it just that one day that everything um, turned? No, it was a... So, the relationship I had with a few ANA members wasn't very good, and I think it was because I was, like, very informal and friends with, like, their lieutenants. So, like, there's, like, the officer corps and the enlisted corps. The ANA kind of matches that. There's officers, people who are in charge, like, managers in a corporation. Mm-hmm. And there's the laborers. So, some of the laborers kind of didn't like me because I had access to them. And, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm like I'm eating the food. Like, I'm, I'm in their houses. Like, I'm smoking the hookah. Like, I, I'm, I'm having a much better life than they're having. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of not really seeing it. Or caring, mm-hmm. you know, like so it well, almost was like disrespectful, and in and their I, eyes, in their eyes, and I didn't see it that way. Yeah, you know, I was like, "You're doing I, your job." I'm doing my job. Like I'm making connections. We're building electrical grid. Like we're teaching classes, and uh, like somewhere, I, I'll get this photo for you. There's like a, a photo of us in like this crap hut with this radio. I got this little like pointer, like an old school teacher on the chalkboard. And I'm trying to explain it. I love it. It's so fresh, but it's like exactly what we did every day. It's yeah, like, as I, I was like a preschool teacher, mm-hmm. you know. Not like that they're preschool level intelligence, but they don't know what I'm saying. They've never seen the equipment. The words I'm saying don't translate because they don't exist in the language. So it's like you have to break things down to such a level of detail that it's like even you start to question what you know. Because you're like, how can I explain it any better than this? I don't know. I couldn't explain Wi-Fi. And the interpreter is not American either. So it's like, how can he even explain it? He's having he, to use words that don't even exist in that yeah, language. Yeah, so he's trying to dance around words to create, like, a word. So, that, mm-hmm. like, you, you ever hear someone who's speaking, like, a non-English word, and they'll randomly say something like Google. Like, in perfect, yeah. like, a perfect English accent. Because like, Google? Google. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Like, da-da-da-da, you know, radio or whatever equipment we're using. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of situations looking back. I was like, I did not even care what they were thinking about it like i didn't even think to invite them to the dinners or ask if they could have some of the food like there was one time we went fishing in the kajaki river at first off i I caught a fish with with one of those like wheat bread like dehydrated military breads this uh this southern marine and he was telling me like he had a fish hook so i took the fish hook we we used a string and i put mre bread on it and he's like you know you can't catch a fish with mre bread like it takes a lot like oh we'll see we'll see what happens never caught a fish in my life like inside 30 seconds we get a bite pull the fish out it was like a little picture on facebook i have a fish in afghanistan and i fished like five times since then never caught a fish never got a bite just the one time so you, I, had to, I, you had to let him know so yeah but even then looking back and i'm and when i look at the photo we had built this floating river patio that's like connected to the shore but it was like, it was just for the lieutenant and us. Mm. I didn't even think about it. Like, I, I didn't claim it just for the lieutenants and us. The lieutenant claimed it. The Afghan National Army yeah. lieutenant claimed it for himself. So looking back, you would have done more to connect with the laborers and, yeah, and the workers. Yeah, I, I, I the kinda, working class. I kind of saw them, exactly. I saw them all as one, which was my first mistake. Yeah. So I was like, oh, if I'm making, if I'm breaking bread with one, I'm breaking bread with the mom. Mm. If I'm trying to speak the language to one, then they're all going to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, looking back, they're laboring and, you know, I'm almost not for like a week. You're hanging out, smoking 
hash, whatever the I'm hell. I'm having a good time. You're you having know? a good time. Like the the original Caleb personality is coming out where it shouldn't. Yeah. You know, but at this point, like I've already gone through a fundamental change in who I am. I remember like one crazy conversation I had with Anaya, and this is mostly in English too. His English wasn't bad. Just when he gets excited and he laughs, he like abandons it because he wants to like tell you so so badly. And he asked me um, what I do for a living, which I thought was so funny. And I was like, I'm doing it right this now. Is, this is my job. Like I'm a Marine. Like I, I come to help you. And he goes, well, do you do anything else? I was like, no. He goes, are you always going to do this? Are you? I was like, I don't think so. I think I'm going to figure something else out. He's like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, you know, you know me. Like, I always try to, like, respond quickly and intelligently. It's just kind of who I am. I really don't like, at least not back then, like, awkward silences. And I don't like to look like I don't know. Mm-hmm. For, for whatever reason, it was like a character weakness of mine. I just could not know. And uh, I sat there and I was like, mm, uh, I haven't thought about it. And this dude, which we've never had a serious conversation before, ever. And then I was like, you know, I wish I wish I was born in America because then I can do what I want to do. That was all he said. That was all he said. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never even thought about it like that. Like and then and then it, you lose sleep when you like when you get hit with something that like questions but, you know, you go through like a little existential crisis, like questions all the decisions you've made up to this point, mm-hmm. questions your personality. And like at this point, I'm still a little bit of a hooligan. Like the Marine Corps hardly had like an effect on my desire for fun over order. Mm. You know, like chaos was still winning the battle. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Peterson would be disappointed. And when he hits me with this question, I start I start thinking about it. And I end up calling uh, my mom like the next time we had an opportunity, which is only like two, three days later. We, you could get the you can get access to a phone. And uh, if you knew, like, the right people, you can get access to the internet. Like, Caleb always knows the right people. Always know the right yeah, people. Yeah, You know, you slip, you slip so what'd someone. what'd you say? The right guy. I called my mom, and uh, I think I, like, cried. And I was like, I want to go. I want to come home. Wow. Like, I'm not having fun anymore. She's like, well, why? What happened? You know, someone shoot at you. I was like, no. I just, uh, I think, I, I think, um, I think I've made a lot of mistakes. And mm. I think I'm realizing it right now. Mm. You know, my mom's perfect. Yes. Oh, don't worry about it. Da, da, da. You know, you're, you're perfect. You know, yes, you're figure your it out. Boy. My mom, my mom is so sweet. So cute. And uh, that actually like changes the trajectory. That that dumb little conversation changes the trajectory of my life. I start I start taking college classes when we get back to the states while I'm still in the Marine Corps because the Marine Corps pay for it while you're still in mm-hmm. because my math level was like fucking pre algebra or something. Mm-hmm. But um, at this time, so you realized in that question that you had an opportunity to do. You saw an, you saw a human who literally did not have an opportunity to do exactly. anything. Exactly. I realized somebody who was kind of looking at me like an idiot. Yeah. You know, like and what are you doing with your life? Like yeah, it, it was basically like cuz he's a homie now and he's like well, what what are you doing with your life? You don't yeah. know you don't even know what you want to do and you could do anything? Yeah. Like how stupid are you? Mm. And then that, you know, I wish I was born in America cuz then I can do what I want. Yeah. Well, what am I going to say? Well, you can't necessarily do what you want. Well, I mean, you kind of can. You know, I mean, besides like short of being an astronaut, which is like one of the most difficult things to do. I mean, you could try, you right? You could try. And you know what? But like if if I feel you like you could at least try where they're, they're not even getting the opportunity. As long as you start try. by like, I feel like 25, you could you could find a way to get there. You could, if, you if, if your whole life is dedicated, if your to whole it, life yeah. is dedicated to it. Yeah. Like you can find a way to get there. And um, I had never even like thought about the fact that I'm squandering opportunity. I went to a great high school, mm-hmm. uh, West Ranch out in Santa Clarita. Uh, grew up in California and dad was a Marine uh, sergeant major made pl- not like crazy money, but I think back then it was probably like 80 like racks. middle class. Like, yeah, he probably made like 80,000. Like doing good. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's not like we're 
really hurting, you know, looking mm -hmm. back, like I have more now than I had then. So I was like, oh, maybe we weren't doing that well. But everybody was so happy in my family. Like mm -hmm. everyone has that like weird happy gene where like you guys you just are very happy. Yeah, yeah, you just can't be upset for some reason. So I was like, I grew up thinking we were like extremely wealthy. I realized like, oh, maybe that's not the case when you're like sharing rooms your whole life and all that stuff. Or when but you think like a Mazda is like a nice car. Or yeah, something. like I thought the Toyota Corolla was the shit. <laughs> I still think the Toyota. You I, love I, that Toyota Corolla. I love that Toyota Corolla. What I love about this story though that you're telling me is that you are under, regardless of what you think about the United States involvement in other countries and meddling, at the end of the day, you were two humans in that moment who were learning Right. Yes. You're teaching them about things that are technically not necessary to survive. And they're teaching you things about how to think. Oh, yes, you know? like entire philosophies. I mean, it was it was that's a really that's a really cool thing. Um, so I want to talk about that day that everything changed when I believe you're playing volleyball. Right. Or you, you're playing sports because you've like taken off your equipment in that moment. Yeah. So. Well, let's let's take a let's take a quick break and just uh, shout out our sponsors. Yeah, um, sh shout out to Heartwater Artisan Alkaline Rainwater, Still Rainwater, and Pink Himalayan Minerals. There you go. Always like taking that? care of you. What is this? Twenty three percent of the profits flow to the Heartwater Foundation. We're improving the lives of children suffering poverty, disease, and addiction just by drinking this. Just by drinking that. Yeah, I like that. So, so you... some some of this we're not allowed to chat about. Okay. I gotta like. I don't know what the rules are, but I know I remember what the rules were back then. I don't know how long you're subjected to those. But the short version of the story is um, me and the interpreter, we're, we're fucking around with the kids. You're, playing, let's say it a different volleyball. way. You're having fun and growing connections with we're, the youth. We're having fun. So um, I climbed this roof of like a one, two-story building. So I think the ball was up there mm -hmm. or something like that. So I was like, and I'm not wearing anything. And I'm like, all right. Like you've just, taken off. Yeah, All your protective equipment. I'm wearing like the, like they call it boots and utes, like the, the trousers uh -huh. with the boots. Yep. Shirt. Yeah. Just and, chilling. And that's it, chilling. Like I have weapons and they're like late, like I'm, I'm being negligent. Yeah. You know, they, my, my interpreter has a weapon. There's another Marine there and uh, I think he's holding all of our stuff. So I climb on the roof of the building and I'm standing up. So like <laughs> I'm like the highest in the village you, you get. You just a clear shot. Uh, clear shot, which is when we hear it. Snap. So like, you know, it's like, intended for you mm -hmm. and they like and i was like what what was that and my interpreter screaming he's like miller get down <laughs> get down and uh then i realized what's happening and i'm like oh geez like Here i made a is. mistake i made a mistake i made a mistake hearts pumping yeah and then uh so when you heard that snap it was because it was so close to yeah, your ear from what people tell me who are actual war fighters is whistles like 15 meters snap is five okay. so it's like it's 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 for you it was and it was meant to hit you I imagine. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm glorifying the experience. But uh, it, it I was... I mean, I don't think it was a warning shot, right? I don't think it was a warning shot. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm creating as bright a silhouette as you could possibly get. Um, but nothing nothing happens. Uh, everything is fine. This kind of evolves into a bigger story um, than it should have been with the ANA. And... Um, we end up uh we end up shipping back. They they pick me up and get me out of there like inside a week or something like well, that. Well, because and I think this part is public because a lot of so that whole crew, that crew number two, not everybody makes it out. Crew crew number two is having serious issues as well. Um kind of the same things that happened with crew number one were meant to that that day was kind of similar. Um I, I don't know if it was as bad. 
Mm. Um, but I know that people are having issues with the ANA. So they get us out of that area in Sangin, like inside the week. Mm. You know, we do some complaints like, look, this happened. Um, there's some like mortars going on. We're not really making progress. The ANA is kind of the opinion of me has changed. Not of me, but like of our unit mm -hmm. has kind of changed. Well, because I, because once that happened, everyone's on the edge a little bit. Yeah. And um, it's it's. It's no longer fun in games. So now my my attitude towards the situation's changed a little bit. Well, because now so you there's... realize again, hey, actually, wait, I'm at work. These are not my friends. And this is life or death. Whereas before, the week before, you're playing kids with vo like volleyball with kids. And now it's like someone tried to kill me. Yeah, it's not as fun. So um, they they flew us back to like the big military base um, in Afghanistan. And we do basically nothing for like two months. Mm. Like, is that nothing. like miserable? I mean, you like work out and play basketball. Yeah. You know, like you do basically nothing. What was that like from, what do you think like happened from the ANA's perspective of you had all this infrastructure that you were working towards and you're building and then all of a sudden it's completely gone. No, no, no. I th um, there were still Marines in the area. Um, but they weren't building at that. Like, I mean, yeah, I, they're just there you know as a presence. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea what happened to those particular ANA members, but we end up getting word in the future about what happens to some of our interpreters. Um, so one of my uh, the person who was there with me, um, particularly in that area, there's only one Marine that was like attached with me. It was like I was in charge of him, but like we're like the same age. So I think we had the same birthday and shout out Lay. And um, he ends up sending me an article like years later, like we'd already got out. That shows that one of our interpreters was captured and uh, what had happened to him. Mm. So obviously he was killed for being an interpreter, which is a lot of people don't really appreciate the amount of danger these interpreters like really put themselves in. Because mm -hmm. like if, you know. Or you're a traitor technically. Like to their to You're their looked eyes. at as, a, yeah, I guess they're looked at as traitors, you know. So um, the level of danger they're in is way different than the level of danger like a Marine is in. Like you're just another Marine. And um, so do they do think that that translators have like intelligence and well, yeah, like you're only there for one reason. You're translating for an officer or for like an intel person. The the Taliban and they're not stupid. Yeah. You know, they're not like a bunch of kids running around with guns. Like they have an Structure. organizational hierarchy. They yeah. have leadership. They have intelligence capabilities. You know, I'm obviously not like at the level of like a modern military, but they're not like a bunch of kids playing around. I mean, they're controlling. The situation yeah, I guess right they're, now. Yeah, I guess they're controlling it now. Um, yeah, no comment on that one. We won't talk about that. We won't talk about current day, to. but you found out that yeah, so one like, of the interpreters. Yeah, one, one of him gets uh, wrapped up, um, tortured, killed. and uh, But I don't want to like really act like this was like really effective because my experience in Afghanistan was like 99.999% chill. Like almost every day... Like, you get so comfortable that you forget, at least for me, because, you know, I think it's like 10% of Marines are infantry mm -hmm. and like maybe 8% of the total Marine Corps like sees combat in mm -hmm. today's military, maybe less than that. I don't know. I'm like, I forget what the numbers are, but it was like a single digit number. So I don't want to take away from the experience of like the real war fighters who have real war stories, who like really got in there and did Who's some like crazy those bullets were every day the bullets stuff. were every day like yeah. the story's like nothing They're like oh you, you think that's bad like i got hit you know and then the fire there's fight a place continued. for there's a place for both there's a place for both so it's uh yeah it's just um all these things make the situation a lot more real 
Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of grow up, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to even like talk about this having a, a powerful effect on you when it's like your stories don't even pale in comparison to like people you know, like close friends who have real war stories. I mean, yeah, so at the same like, time, I think that's like, that's almost like, it's it's two things in your brain that's happening. It's one, your brain trying to protect itself, saying like, you, it's okay. Like, you know, it's like your mom that, that saying like, it. it didn't hurt. Like, yeah. it's, it's not broken. Like, you're okay. And then it's the other thing of like, just being um, humbled by the fact that you had it a lot easier than someone else. But that doesn't necessarily negate the fact yeah. that it was still hard. Oh yeah, and everybody has like a different stress threshold for these situations. Like we yeah. had one kid, it was a corpsman who, uh, God, like a month or two in, was like threatening suicide and you know he had some very disturbing issues and and he was in the same situation we're in no no more or less danger mm. and um you know when you're when you're a bunch of teenagers 20 years old like you bully these kids it is so bad like the way you treat people who have low stress thresholds especially in the marine corps like it is mm-hmm. so bad um i mean that's why you the, see so many mental health issues in the world today I, I mean even just the position that i'm in i never let on how much stress i have uh, ever i mean yeah. i have i have very low days to where i mean the only person that sees it is my husband because i'm yeah. not like I, it's difficult to hide beside the person that you yeah. like, end up with well you gotta night. you gotta have somebody yeah you gotta have someone yeah. i think i think i've like forced my mother to be that person for me I've seen you open up from time to time in in over the over the course of the years I've seen very little snippets little snippets of moments that's why I am romantic it's always there's a a theme with my stress so you're a romantic you're a ladies man that does get you into some trouble okay you you're a room. Yeah, just I don't know romantic. how you're trying to qualify just, ladies, just man, and romantic. romantic. Just romantic. Apparently, ladies, man's not a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, although, some trouble. well, let's talk about that because if you want to say that you're not <laughs> a ladies, man, let's go to law school. So let's fast forward to law school. Yeah. Did you or did you not? That's where we met. That's where we met. So just just so everyone knows, um, I, we Caleb and I, we're kindred souls. We're both Leos, and we both decide to take a two year uh, fast tracked law degree program which means there's there's six of us in this program and that means that Caleb and I instantly become best friends I I, I actually we, there was a the way the class is structured I had there were, we had these name tags and we're in the summer program and I had to walk around and like go into a row and grab my name tag and I grab my name tag and I'm since I'm already in this row I'm like well I should just sit down in this row why leave and then go to another row because it's, it's a hassle and I look over and you're sitting there, and I immediately look at you and think, like this guy's either gonna be really annoying, happy. No, I mean it's it's eight in the morning, so I'm thinking <laughs> like he's either gonna be just like a total like full of himself, like you know you're well put together at eight in the morning, like you obviously care about yourself, which means like you have a little bit of pompousness, and like I'm just like oh this guy's either gonna be like way too much to deal with, or he's gonna be chill because he he's you know you got like chill water tattoos, and that's exactly what I see. So I'm like, and you look over and you smile, I'm like. Okay, like I'll sit down, I'll give this guy a Happy. chance. And immediately you're like, I think within that day, you decided you look at me and like, I don't, it was within like thirty seconds. No, no, no. It was it was a, maybe no, it was within that day because we had talked and we became friends within that day because we had all the same classes. And so within that day, you look at me, you're like, We're gonna be friends. Yeah. We're not gonna hook up. We're gonna be friends. Yeah. That's literally what you said to me. Because I needed a friend, I didn't have any friends. Yeah, because then you decided to then immediately sleep with the entire law school. S- some people, some people. I didn't like sleep with the the whole law school. It's first off, I fall in love quickly. Multiple times. Oh, I fall out of love quickly too. That's the problem. 
So. Did you or did you not sleep with somebody in the law school within a classroom? I'll tell you about that. You told me about a lot of stuff. It may or may not have happened. I don't know. It may or may not have happened. May or may not have happened. Okay, so let's. let's oh man, when we're when we're off the camera, I gotta tell you a story about that girl too. Gonna... <laughs> no, go ahead and tell it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Tell Absolutely the story. Not. This is gonna make me look like a demon. Okay, well we can cut it out if it's that bad. We can cut it out. Yeah. You know, I ended up seeing her. Um, God, like you know, the, you know who I'm talking about, right? It was the skinny one, right? The real skinny one. The one, the one that, the one that you said, a little, a little crazy, one? Uh, a little different, okay, a little right, different, right, okay, you know. Okay. She, uh, uh, sweet girl, sweet girl, sweet girl, a little different. So I, ended, I ended up seeing her again, like, um, like three years later, you know, out of like, so like a year ago. Okay, so what yeah. happened? Yeah, did you like did you two years her? ago? You... Hell no. Okay, cause yeah, she, she, she had, she had morphed a little bit. Oh yes, she, yes, she, yes, she, yes, she yes. Looked, Don't say that out loud. Yes, yes. You told nothing, me. Look nothing. Yes, 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 yes. I thought I was meeting her for the first time. Hey, how you doing? I'm Caleb Miller. It's nice to meet you. And, Did you uh, actually do that? I yeah. You actually didn't recognize her. The differences were crazy. Okay, so what so anyways, happened in that moment? In what? In that moment? No, no, no. In the the part that makes you look bad. No, we'll go back. So let me let me tell you let me tell you how I meet this girl first. So <laughs> no! it wasn't it wasn't like a random it wasn't like I just randomly was in law school like boom slinging dick. Basically, what had happened is we we were in that mediator class where we had to like go to the courthouse and do mediations. And uh -huh. she's like, "Oh, I need a ride to the mediator thing. I gotta conduct the mediation." So we go. She has no mediations, and uh, so I had a couple. And then she's like waiting for me. She's like, "Oh, I need a ride home. I guess it wasn't my day. Schedule's bad." So um, we're like riding home. And then she goes, "Oh man, I gotta get my car. I think it's broken down. Like you just like come hang out and like go to my room real quick." And I'm thinking like semi-innocent but i'm like this is a little you know and she's talking about her boyfriend the whole ride okay like yeah you know, like i talked about my fake fiance yeah like <laughs> <laughs> we're we'll telling lies <laughs> telling with lies. the whole diamond on my hand anyways yeah well, yeah well, we don't have to talk about that we'll talk that, about that, that's one way to get boys away from you though literally I, that, you you are a specialist in getting boys away from you i didn't want like, to deal with it it was i was i i might have been like one of your three you friends. were one of my one of like I, yeah. had, I barely had any friends well, we got to get back to why that is because we need to put this on the record of why. The same reason Earth Rides took off mm -hmm. is the same reason you're so unbearable sometimes. Which is? Dude, you got you got rid of Donut Day at the oh whole school. Oh, my God. You got rid of Donut Day and replaced it with fucking Cantaloupe Day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Cantaloupes, brain, they, okay. That's a terrible policy decision. No voters. I, I well, it doesn't doesn't matter when you're a dictatorship. You just right? you just I took, advocated I took advocated. It. You guys are doing this wrong. This is unhealthy. This is to the detriment of the students and petition petition. So there was a girl and next thing in you contracts. Know, next thing you know, we don't have pizza and donut day. You can't do that to the boys. We had salad. We had those were th this Salads. this organic fruits and vegetables that no one appreciated. This these were the foods that were going to Soho and Nobu and Malibu, and none of my law school appreciated this. We're in law school getting freaking Chick Fil A and McDonald's like yeah. we're like we're. I mean, I don't even want to say like what it is because that type of food shouldn't you be consumed by anybody. You don't have to petition anybody. against. That I didn't option. petition. What happened was you, you got it replaced. I didn't. No, no, no. What happened was this is what happened. As I was getting gone. pissed off that all. I like how you change the subject, and I'm. I'll bite. Oh yeah, yeah you we'll, know, we'll, we'll get back. We'll get I, back. But my I mind was. Jumps I was pissed off that every single time because there were so many options at law school for free food. Yeah. And I'm. I, I wasn't 100 percent scholarship. Like I have a debt. So I know my, what my money is going towards. It's going towards this bullshit. And I didn't want to eat it because it just, it, to me, it wasn't fair that all the food there wasn't food that I could eat. And so I went to the deans and I was like, yo, make something shake. Get some organic food in here. And they were like, 
no, but here's the budget if you want to do it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, why is why do I have to do it? Fine, I'll do it. Whatever. I'll I'll eat the food that I want to eat, and I'll bring the and I I mean I would wake up at six thirty in the morning to have that food all there and prepared. And it is so impressive how you did actually do that though. Like free. Food I got all the way up to the general counsel at Pepperdine and was trying to like negotiate for like the a food, food in yeah. And they were like, we did are, you ever even go to that cafeteria they had? Like ate there? Yeah, like on the bottom. I mean, I went in. Like on the undergrad. Campus. Did I ever eat that there? cafeteria? Was popping. In what ways? Like, it had all the delicious food. Not, like, food that you would like. Food that, like, nourished your body and your brain. It didn't have all, that. Yeah. All food nourishes Okay, so you're a ladies' brain. man. You're in law school. Oh, jeez. You and me and your very good friend, Sal, we go out, and I'm going to blast you. I want to talk about the first time you won a case. My, my first case victory. Your first victory. case. Your first case victory. So you, me, and your friend, we all go out. You guys come over to my house first. And because I'm not drinking at the time, I'm the designated DD. I know in your mind right now you're figuring out how to tell this story. I'm going to tell the and truth. The, and the, you're going to tell the truth. I'm okay. going to tell the truth. So we go out. I'm the DD. And the truth's not gonna make me look good, though. <laughs> no, and we all come back. You don't have to tell the story. We all come back. It's my and, hero origin story. And I put you two on the floor, like I, I have the pillows. I have the blankets. I tuck the boys in. Right, you're the grown ass tucked. men, and I, I tuck we're them in. Plastered. We're it's tucked. a studio, so my bed and y'all are literally we're like two feet yeah, away. Yeah, I think I, I think could you put drove. My hand down. I think you drove my car. So I'm like, my car is there, right? Yep, your yeah. car is there. I I drove it. Sal's car is there. I, I close my eyes. I relax. We've we've had a great night. We're safe. Life is good. The boys are good. It's like I'm good. One fifteen. We're good. The night's over. Everything's good. It's no more fun to be had. That. And all of a sudden, because I live in my house in Malibu, you had to roll the gate open. I hear the gate. And I think to myself, well, what's that? But it was a. We lived in a mother's. I lived in like a mother-in-law suite. So I was like, maybe it's the homeowners. And then because I parked the car right in front of the studio. Your lights come on in front of the window. And I say to, I look over and you're gone. And I'm like, Sal, your friend. I'm like, Sal, Sal, wake up. And as I'm trying to wake up Sal, which I should have just ran outside, you just hear Caleb, and just peel I, off. I definitely didn't peel off. Peeled I don't know about that. Off. That's not in I my nature. I take to, my time. I'm a patient guy. I didn't have time to chase you. And I called you. I remember I called you like once or twice because I'm like, I know you're inebriated. You need to, you need to come back. And you, what were you going to go do? So I got the uh, the text that everyone's gotten. Uh, it's like one fifteen. My phone buzzes, and it's uh, do you want to come over? Yeah, sweet girl named Kelsey. And I'm oh, like, you're gonna blast her. <laughs> oh, we're gonna beep that out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm we're not gonna, gonna beep that beep out. Beep that out. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't gonna drop a last name on you, but I get a text, and uh, there's you know this girl's a doll. You know she's just she's too cute. I'm like you know what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not drunk. I can I can make that drive, you know, to go to go do what I gotta do. So I'm driving down Malibu Canyon, and I told you what I got pulled over for, right? For going too slow. For going too slow. I thought in my head, I'm like, man, you gotta concentrate. This is Malibu Canyon. People die on this canyon. <laughs> so in my head, I'm thinking I'm going like a cool 30, which I think is the speed limit on Malibu Canyon. I'm going like a cool 30, and uh, cops are behind me, and I'm like, lights go on. I'm like, there's no way. I didn't do anything. There's no way. Like I was I was focused. Yeah. You were focused on the mission. I was, I was just focused. I knew what I, I knew what I was doing. You knew where you were going. I'm and focused what on you the mission. Gonna go I know what I'm, I know you what were I'm gonna, gonna do. go execute. I was gonna go execute, and uh, cop comes up. He's like, typical cop question. You know why I pulled you over? I said, uh, I, I don't know, officer. I, I, you know, I feel like I was driving 
straight and the speed he goes why, why are you going so slow are you okay and I go well how slow was I going you know like I'm not thinking I wasn't prepared for that question how slow was I going he's like, oh, like 10 miles an hour like are you all right and I'm like and then uh, I forget whatever it is I say and he goes have you been drinking and I sit there and like I remember there's like a three second pause I'm like yeah you said yes yeah because I was like, what am I going to do? Lie? I pro- like, I, I'm drunk. Yeah. I'm on the road. I shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm making a mistake. Yeah. It's like, what, two months into law school, too? Like, we haven't even started 1L. Because in the in the, the two-year program, you have, like, you take the first summer of electives. Then you start the 1L everyone else does. It was before. We yeah, hadn't was, even started. So, yeah, it was like a month or I'm two. I'm already in your shenanigans. Yeah, I've known you, like, 45 oh days. Oh, my God. You know. And, um... Thankfully, I didn't drink anymore because then I would have probably been sitting there on the passenger seat. Let's go, let's yeah, go. I think you, I think you would drink with me like twice, and then like all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a new one. The one I time I drank with you, no, the I, the last time actually oh, that I got Santa drunk Carita, when you came to the, the last home? time I got drunk was that with was you. No, no, no. The drunk? last time I got drunk was a barrister's ball. That was late. When I fell walking in, we were all late because you were oh, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Because I remember being like, I, was, I can drink as much. Because back in the day, I could drink as much Marine. I was like, I could drink as much uh, Marine. I could do it. I could ask, you could do like, you could do like a shot. You could do like a shot or ask two. Maldo. But I tried to keep up with y'all. I drank as much as y'all drank. I did drink as much as you drank. Did I Stop fall it. walking Stop into it. an event? You face planted. So long story short, you... You get you. Did, oh, did we, you took, get we took those cute photos from my mom. It was oh, so we're the we're the we're the, the most ador- we're the most adorable. I'm falling in the photos, Caleb. We're the most adorable. Couple. Literally, the photos. I I don't even want to put a, a screenshot in. There's four. It's one of those four you photos. Put the screenshot in. And like in the there's I'm like in we the back good. of a group, and I'm kind of like looking off, and it just my mind's gone. No, and, the and ones the, at the front of the house. Oh yeah, those. Oh oh, those, those were, were solid cute. photos. Do you still have those? Uh, we gotta find those. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were fire. Okay, but no, the photos I'm talking about is like it's a, it's a, it's a progression of me falling. Basically, yeah. is like I'm Money. looking off, and then I realize there's a camera, and then I'm trying to get to the front, and then I'm falling down. Face plant. So the officer takes you in. Yeah. Um. They like take me to. I'm passed out. Yeah, like jail or whatever. I try to call. Um. Well, I actually tried to call Kelsey. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I was like... <laughs> that was your one phone call? She's not bailing you out. I was like, hey, you know, something happened. And I, they, they held me in there for like, I don't know, like eight hours or something Jesus. like that. And so I get out and I'm like, all right. You know, I just got arrested for DUI. This is like, I've never been arrested before. Like, this is, what am I doing? Like, who makes that kind of mistake? You're at, you're trying to become an attorney, and you're. I'm trying to become trouble. an attorney. Very, you know, 45 days into law school. Yeah, I'm arrested for DUI. So how'd you beat it? How'd you beat your first case? So you know, uh, in law school, they give you access to all these legal search engines and stuff like that. So I get linked up with this attorney, who's like, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna, you know, subpoena the records and get the video, audio, and um, take a look at how you did on the sobriety test. See if there's something wrong with the the test. You know, whatever." Those kind of lawyers do. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Westlaw. Like, I got to figure something out. Like, there's got to be something. And I come across, I think it's a penal code 1001.1 or 1000.1. And it's a, the military diversion program. I couldn't believe this. It's like California has, like, if you were um, a veteran mm-hmm. and you can tie any misdemeanor that you do to, like, military training or PTSD or something like that. Then you basically get like a free sealed records. It never happened. Here's your freebie. Get out of get out of jail free card. 
So I made this argument that I was like, look, the Marine Corps has done such a good job of making me, you know, approach risk, accept the risk and, you know, move forward with my goals anyways. And this is hammered into us from boot camp all the way through Afghanistan. I gave a story all the way through Afghanistan. So, you know, for years I'm being trained in one purpose and that's to accept the risks in order to accomplish the goal. And I think at the time, that's kind of what I did is I understood there were risks. I I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I've been so conditioned to take that risk on anyways and move forward that I, I, I just didn't really appreciate the kind of danger I was putting myself and others in. Because the type of danger that I've been put in. It's just nothing compared to this. Nothing. I'm driving too slow. Like, I'm not even. I'm driving too slow. I'm saving people's lives. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like Batman. Oh, my gosh. Saving lives. And they ate it up. Oh, yeah, they ate it up. So they're like, all right, you know what? You know, go to uh, the alcohol class and you'll do like three months of veteran therapy, which ended up being just one phone call. And um, you're done. So like a few months later, you know, record sealed, never happened, you know, no issue with that. So that was my first legal victory. That's Mm -hmm. that's the hero origin story of what we'll get to, which becomes... Miller Wilmer's APC. Miller Wilmer's APC. I will have to say shout out though, because then you couldn't drive. So I got to use your car. Yeah. Which was yeah. the highlight of it Was that like all. 30 days? It was of just, like 60 uh, days. Was it, it 60 was, days? I mean, it might have been 90 days. It was, almost, I think it was three months that you didn't. Whatever it was, I was catching Ubers to. Uh, from like Santa Clarita to. Mal- not, from like Malibu to. Because remember I started dating that one girl. In law school, I, don't, I mean, you did many girls. You you ruined one of my. I, I found a, I found a girl. I, we're not going to name her. I found I found a woman in law school, and I thought, and I remember saying like, talking imitate to her, her. what? Imitate we're not her. going to imitate her. I knew and you were so, talking about her. I no, knew you were I'm talking so about her. No, yeah, I'm still friends with her. I'm so salty about. I'm not because she, we were like. Yeah, I thought we were now. on this. We're not enemies, but I just thought we were on the same page of like the like the goals and stuff that we want. And then like she literally sleeps with you within two like within two seconds of meeting you. And I was like, homie, that's not what I well, thought we were well, about. When you're, well, when you're winning cases, forty five days in a law school, yeah, you 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 choose that guy. Mm. That's a winner. Mm. No. Uh, so you go to big law. Let's 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 fast track through the through through. Yeah, through, yeah, through. Fat, we'll fast track the career all the way to big law. Why did you leave big law? Um, I mean, you're making like. Well, I started at a uh, like a small money. to mid-sized firm. Yeah, you owned it. You literally it. created I, an Olympics. I was like a rock star. Yeah, the Olympics. Uh, like every Friday, I held uh, the Miller Olympic Games, where every all the staff you could win prizes, which I paid for out of pocket. And Except for know, the partners couldn't play. The partners were allowed to play, but they're not allowed to win. Okay. And if they do win, then you know, there's no credit given. So only, only staff can win. And then I give out prizes, typically like dinners. So or, you're immediately creating enemies within the partners because now all the just, office staff like Most you. of the attorneys and partners loved it. There was one partner in particular, well, she hated it because I would say, I would start an email off like, you know. Oh, you were really intense with it. I read them yeah, on how funny Instagram. Was that? I mean, like, they were hilarious. Happy but- Friday, you know, game six of the Miller Olympic Games. I'd give like a rule set, prize, teams, and then I would sign off the people's partner. The people's you know, the partner. The people's partner. Kind of like, because, you know, The Rock was the people's champ. Yeah. So I was like, I'm the people's partner. And that you know? really pissed off the, the real one, partners. One partner in general, she she hated it so much, she ended up writing me up. She's like, you can't be the people's partner. It's not a real title. I was like, I know it's not a real title. It's just. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. She's not even in my department. She's like in PI and I'm doing employment. And she, and so like the, the head of employment comes to me. I remember this is like the craziest thing. I'm in my office putting in work. It's like. Uh, son, I, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm almost embarrassed to even say it. 
you can't call yourself the people's partner anymore. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know, I, I named the person. I'm like, does she complain? Yeah, man. And look, we need to have a conversation. I was like, I won't be the people's partner anymore. He goes, okay, we'll leave it at that. I was like, we'll leave it at that. But didn't you like subtly keep calling yourself? Yeah, I, I like changed my title. What was it? Like it was not the, the people's the, partner? No, it was the people's shareholder. The people, sh- they didn't like yeah, that either. because I said they? I hold a share in our happiness. I hold a share in the love of the firm. And I, I would sign it like that. And uh, it just got worse. But anyways, two after like, I was there for almost two years. Mm-hmm. It was like 20 months. And dude, rock star. Just mm-hmm. having the time of my life, winning cases like for the man, the corporation. And I like, I genuinely felt like I deserve to be playing in the big leagues. Mm. So like I apply, I apply and like, sure enough, get it right out the gate. Yeah. And go to a firm. They, they bring me to Orange County. It's like a doubling my salary. Like, and now I'm out earning my father. Now I'm out earning like the entire family tree. Yeah. And I feel like this is, this is going to be what's like, this is what sets me apart. Cause you know, the, the, the person I dated longest in law school graduates like number one in the class. You know, Which is not the reason that you dated her. Not, you didn't. Not, no, no, no. That's not the reason I dated her. Not at all. No, no, no. You know, she's adorable. You know, mm-hmm. a little college cheerleader. Just just the cutest thing. You weren't thing. trying to get the outlines. I wasn't trying to get the outlines. Okay. You know what? Speaking about... A little, little pause real quick. Okay. This girl, she is so sweet. Um, broke her heart. I feel terrible about it. And she, like, taught me how to study. So, like... You know, in, um, our, 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 electives, our electives were all essays, so they're super easy. You mm-hmm. know, you get, like, guaranteed A's. But once 1L started, our very first midterm was torts. Multiple choice. Oh, I did so bad. I did so bad. Oh, you're about, I'm about to one-up one how bad you can do. You lied to me. You said you got straight A's. I got the first, You lied to me. I know for a fact you, you tried to make me feel bad. You literally lied I never, to me. I, you no lied one's to me. Ever, you no one's you ever accused A's. me against straight you, A's. No, you told me. I think 1L, you're I like, got yeah. all A's and a C, though. You the made it was sound LRW, like a sure lot better. So we, uh, that, that towards midterm drops and I, and I, I'm like at this point, like I'm convinced cause undergrads like, you know, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, you think you're going to like, it's going to be a breeze. Yeah. Like you don't really have to study as long as you know the general concepts. Yeah. So it's multiple choice and, uh, they, they print out the class order by your student number or whatever number they give you. I think they give you a number specific to the midterm mm-hmm. and I'm like looking for my number and I'm like, all right, I'm not in the top five, 10, 15, ass last. By like three questions, like it, it was, it was a gap. There was like me. You were like dead I was last. Ass last. You've never told me your ego never. I couldn't do it. My ego couldn't tell anyone. <laughs> and I'm and I'm starting to date the girl who ends up becoming number, number one. Graduates number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't really tell her I, I took last. I said I'm having a hard time figuring out how to study for law school because I've never really like studied before. Like, yeah. Is this something I have to do differently? And um, that's for anyone who has dreams of going to law school. It's it's a if you're smart in undergrad, everyone's smart there. Yeah. Like everybody's on if top of athletic, shit. It's like at the Olympics. Everyone's athletic. Everyone's fast. Everyone's good. Like you're not that special anymore. So Literally. in law school, I, I I learned very quickly I'm not special. Yep. Ask last. Mm-hmm. And then she's the one who's like breaking it down, how to read the question properly, how to look at the, look at the answers. She could have had a little Dude, she geez. had us she had us in the library forever. And then that's when I that's when me and Saba get really close. Mm-hmm. Shout out uh shout out Saba Shada. I hope I see you soon. Yeah, he's the man. We love him. Good looking guy, man. So fresh. Last time I saw him, he's you, yeah, crying yeah, on yeah, the... you, yeah, you think I was talking to too many people. Saba was the man. No, but he had Saba was let's the not man. dive into other people's beautiful messes. man. And uh so him and I are like going hard, like fucking like 15 hour study sessions. I, I did end up getting an A in that class. 
uh, made a comeback on the final exam because, you know, the finals worth like 100%. But that wake-up call was rough. So I don't even remember what got us into that conversation. Where was so that? back oh, yeah, to Big, Big Law. Law. So you get accepted. I want to talk about what it was like to have a partner in Big Law who was so demeaning to you and was just terrible. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to like really put it on him. So th- this man was probably the hardest working man I'd ever met in my life. Okay, he's a great guy, but he's also an asshole. He's an ass. An absolute. To Ab- the point where he just tells you, come into the office. This is how I should have known. get on your knees this and then how, it'll all go This well. is how I should have known. When I get there, there's, you know, there's like six partners that have been there since the beginning of time. And like three of them come up to me like, oh man, you're like his sixth associate. Like he's, he's running out of favors, you know, to get his personal associate. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like everyone quits or asks for a transfer? Like, you know, good luck. And there's one partner I swear was on a vendetta. Like he would take me to lunch and just run his mouth about this guy. I felt yeah. terrible about it. And um, at first, the relationship. And you're like, I'm up to the challenge. I was I'm like, a Marine. I'm up to the challenge. I can do this. I'm a Marine. I, like, I work Let's hard. I was at a small firm billing 200 hours. Like, I'm I'm born to build 200 hours. Like, I, I, I love that life. Yeah, yeah. And now that you're paying me what you're paying me, let's do it. You, you can't stop me. Yeah. You cannot stop me. Too diligent, too excited, too ambitious. And then the truth comes out. First off, we can compete at that level. The what I learned about big law attorneys is they were no different than all the friends you had in law school. They mm-hmm. just happened to get the job. Yeah. Some of them are happy. Some of them are miserable. Some of them are working forever. Some of them find a way to manage it in an eight, nine hour day. So it's like, it's no different than any other firm. And the systems and processes they have are no different than any other firm. So it's mm-hmm. like the same thing. So I get with this partner who, um, he's like, like I said, the hardest working man on earth, mm-hmm. seven days a week, mm-hmm. all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You will get a text or a phone call at 10 o'clock. And I go to bed at like nine, wake up at five. That's yeah. like my routine. Wake up at five, work out, go there, yeah, jujitsu. Yeah. And this guy would hit you up at 10. I need this. There's like a three hour project. Like, and then when he talks to you, I don't know if his, his, his social skills weren't the best, but it's like super demeaning. Demeaning. Yeah. And he would like, he would, <laughs> would like say things that I, I felt like were like left field. Like, I don't know. He'd be like, I just don't know if I should write you up or what because. I asked you to do this this morning and it's not done. Like, wh- what am I supposed to do with you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Like, we didn't even get a deadline. Like, you want you want me to move this to the front? Well, the other stuff's important too. Like, you should have it all done. I'm like, well, you give me a little time. Like, and then I'm starting to realize, like, okay, I get it. I get it. So this this female attorney just made partner. Mm-hmm. Super fine. Super fun. Okay, let's not demean women. And, uh, she's also intelligent. She is very intelligent. There we go. So she pull, she takes me to lunch. Okay. And she's Her like first mistake. No, no, no. She was she was a she was a doll. And she goes, Caleb, I just want you to know, like, I was the associate before you with that partner. Mm. And, you know, he's made me cry on multiple occasions. And it was so difficult. I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to keep doing it. And I've slowly transitioned out of doing his work and I just want to take you to lunch because I don't know what kind of she hasn't heard anything yet like mm-hmm. I've, I've been like taking it I haven't yeah. really said anything she goes so I just want you to know like eventually he's gonna like snap or something he's gonna do something yeah and um it's like an ex-girlfriend being like by the way he's abusive he's gonna yeah. hit you and it was like it wasn't even like a chill lunch because we're not because normally like a partner takes a, an associate out to lunch you get to know each other you're laughing if you guys vibe well you'll probably work together on future cases so I'm thinking like 
okay, she's telling me like her husband's into fighting, you know, like he does his Muay Thai tournaments, like he loves jujitsu, like maybe he'll come to my well, tournaments. She's, down, she's there to lay down the law. Hey, you're going to get hit in the face. Yeah, man's so like, gonna hit you. She starts with like the husband, and we have similar interests. And like, I would love for you guys to meet. And so I'm all excited. Like, yeah, like actually, I think I would like to meet him. Like, it sounds like a dope, a dope guy right there. And then she gets into the person I'm working for. Yeah, all negative. Yeah, all negative. And I'm already experiencing it, but like, I don't, I don't want to like sound like a bitch. Yeah. Because first off, I'm given an opportunity. This is just back to Nayat in Sabakadam. You I'm, could be sitting I, in third world country. I have an opportunity right now that some people will never have. Mm-hmm. That people who, you know, they can try their very best and they'll never get this opportunity, you know? And I, and I, and I have it. Like, I, I don't, I'm not about to get it. I have it. Like, mm-hmm. the money's hitting my account. I've been here for months. And so I'm like, what right do I have to complain when I feel like I'm the one that's going to buy my mom the vacation home? You know, I like, not that she's ever asked me to, but like, those are my motivations. Like I'm going to put her in the sick house or the bonus house or the vacation house. And I'm going to take my brothers on vacation. All my friends are going to go to Italy on my back and I want to be stoked to do it. So I cannot fuck this opportunity up. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. She gives me the warnings. It continues. And, um, backtrack a little bit. I, I left in uh, November, 2021, the mid-sized job, the mid-firm job where I'm like a rock star and everybody loves me and I'm having fun and bonuses are coming. And it's just, Olympics. It's, all, it's all, it's all, yeah, the Olympics. Yeah. It's all fun and games. And, um, then you go to hell. Me and this, the, the, uh, there was another like really fresh associate named Justin Wilmers who was in the personal injury department. He was like me, but in another department, just fun. Everyone liked him. He's not like a, a mouthpiece like me. But but he's, you know, a tall, good-looking kid, very well-spoken, extremely professional. Like, the most professional person. He's got his shit together. Mm-hmm. More than anyone I know. And um, so him and I had this dream to build our firm. And we were going to leave the law firm together January 1st, 2022. We're going to leave that law firm together, start our plaintiff's practice, and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But because I had got this offer in November 2021, I tell him, I'm like, look, Justin... Like, I love this idea. And I think that we're going to do it. But I have an opportunity right now that you don't say no to. Yeah. Like. I got to go see what's on the other side. I made the mistake that, you know, every motivational speaker's ever said, you know, like, I, I took the heroin of a salary. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, like, early on, like, when Earthrise was nothing, you're like, hey, why don't you come in and you get a percentage? Oh, geez, I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life. I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life. Could have been so, easy money. Could have been, I, man, I could have been a millionaire next year. Well. It is what it is. You still will be in a different, in a different in a, way in a because different now sense. you have your own practice. But. Yeah. So I, I turned down Justin's plan mm-hmm. to do this. And now that I'm like starting to feel miserable, things that normally would have never gotten under my skin are now like so painful that like I can't take it anymore. It's like things that never even would have touched my stress hold, my stress threshold are like unbearable because in my heart, it's not this person is not the partner I should be working for. He's nothing compared to the, the, you know, my last boss. It's, I know what I said no to, to be here Mm -hmm. and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And like, and the reason I'm here is because I didn't believe in myself enough to go and do it on my own. Mm. I was so focused on proving my worth with a high salary number Mm -hmm. that I felt like, if I had the high salary, then people will see Caleb as like a huge success. Like this is the greatest comeback story 
in all of middle America, you know, the bad student down here drops out military, you know, comes out of it and, you know, gets the big salary. Like I'm, I'm eating this stuff up in my own head as if it's a real thing. Nobody gives a fuck, but as if it's a real thing. And I'm like, my friends are going to be proud and my parents are going to be proud. And they were proud, but like nobody really cared as long as I was happy. Yeah. It's like, cool, whatever. And, uh, so like three, four months in, I'm just like, I know why, I know why I really did this. It had nothing to do with getting other people proud of me. It was a way to escape the fear of no money, the fear of failure, which I think like everybody, like, I think kind of gets a little afraid of that. But for me, it was like, I cannot fail again. Like I'm, I'm out of failures. Mm -hmm. Like the, you know, it's time to be an adult. God or the universe or whoever it is has like taken care of me so many times. Like every time I, I make a mistake, it's like, I get out of it. You know, like you're you're blessed in that I'm, way. I'm blessed. I have you're an angel. So. Like I'm I'm blessed like nobody else is. So it's like I can't afford to fail again. So what's what was the bigger failure? If I leave this job or is the bigger failure having a game plan on paper, well thought out of how we're going to start this firm and ditching it, completely abandoning it, telling Justin, "Hey, sorry man, I got the money. I'm going to see you later." I was I, I start realizing like I am so disappointed in myself mm. because like y- like how, how how could I ever like really s- be the person that I want to be if I don't even have control of my life mm. like like I'm beholden to the cell phone like if the boss calls I got to answer I got to work like I was trying to get you to come out to Nashville you had, like were here for 20 seconds You're I like, was there for gotta two, go two and sorry. A half days. I'm like what the heck It was a blast I was like aren't you making a bunch of money like you can't take two. it was a weekend too you're like no I got to I got to do this thing and it was a Sunday I was like what is because happening Because the work is nonstop So how did it end It was like a big deal like he was like yeah, really Yeah oh, oh, it, it was it was it was crazy how it ended It was like it was like from a movie but only I like saw the punchline and nobody else saw the punchline. I saw the punchline because I was like, "This is insane." We're we're, we're at lunch, a couple partners there, and uh, they're 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 trading stories that are like, they're so stupid, not like dumb, but like the stories. Like one partner is talking about, you know, haven't been to any of my son's games this year. That he plays uh, lacrosse or something. And I'm like, oh, go to the next games. Oh, you know, I'm really busy. Oh, how many games do you have left? You know, uh, the season's up for like another month. I'm like, how many have you been to? I haven't been to any. You know, kids don't really, you know, they're not really happy with me about that, but, you know, making a bunch of money and doing all this stuff. And people were laughing like, yeah, but you're making a bunch of money and da da da. And uh, I actually, at the time that it, the story was told, I was like, yeah, but you're making a bunch of money. Like I was kind of agreeing with the sentiment. Yeah. Another partner tells a similar story. An associate tells a story about how, you know, oh, I, like I wish I got married and had kids, but now she's, you know, probably too old for that. And uh, is also talking about, you know, her career was so important to her. Yeah. But that's not what she wasn't talking about the career. She was talking about how it's so hard to date. It's so hard to like find a good man. I wish I would have had kids. And uh, I don't even like really take in how serious these conversations are because everyone's happy and toasting. We're having shots. You're you're like a nice swanky restaurant. Yeah, yeah, we're chill. I think we're like Javier's or something. Yeah. And uh, so I go back home and I'm I'm dating this girl, Margaret, at the time. and And I tell her what happened. And I was like, I feel like... I just took a peek into my future and uh, I know I like in, in some circles, I have a, a little reputation for dating around and I was like, I can totally see myself being that guy who's so in love with his image and his work 
that like the marriage is failing. Like he never settles down. He never has kids. Never or settles down. He's never, never a good father. Kids, or I'm not a good father. Or I'm not a good husband. Yeah. Which are like, my dad is a great not father. Not things that your father. Yeah, your father's a good man, a good, good man, husband, great a good father. father. Great yeah. husband. My mom's great in all those things, and uh, they they take they were at all the games, you know, for for all the brothers. My dad coached half of them, and uh, so then like I I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I I see everything. I see my future, and I'm talking to Margaret. And uh, we've been we'd been dating for a little bit, and I'm like, you know, this is gonna be terrible that we broke up. I, and I tell her like, you know, we've been going to like on a lot of really cool dates and a lot of expensive restaurants, and I think I'm gonna do something that's gonna put all that in jeopardy. I think I'm going to quit the job, and I don't really have a plan. And maybe I'll get another job, or I'll see if Justin wants to open the firm or something. Like I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm going to quit. Yeah. Like, like next week. And so I'm not going to be able to do these things for you. And then she's like, Caleb, you like to do those things. She's like, I don't want to go to Javier's for drinks. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to pal around in Irvine and go to whatever other expensive, stupid place we go to. She's like, that's all you. Yeah. She goes, I I just want to be with you. Like, she's Uh. supposed to cook. I know. Beautiful, beautiful girl. And uh, I'm just like, oh, geez. So as long as I have her by my side, she'll always be by my side. Uh, then, then this is going to be a decision I could make. So I literally put in my two weeks. Yeah. Extends, ends up being like four weeks because yeah. like, they need time to replace me or whatever. So I want to make sure like everybody has enough time. And um, I leave like the last day of April or something. Uh-huh. No job. No, like I haven't applied anywhere. I kind of think I'm a starter firm, but not really. So I talked to Justin, call him up. I'm like, hey, Miller Wilmers is going to happen. He goes, my my wife's due in July. He's like, I can't do that. Said, now's not the now's not the time. I was like, well, I, I quit my job, so, <laughs> so it's a time. I, don't really, I don't really have another option. Yeah. So I'm kind of gonna do this with or without you. And he goes, okay, I understand. You know, I'll join you afterwards, and um, we'll figure it out from there. So my confidence is like shot. I'm like, Jesus, like maybe maybe I should go get another job. I don't know. And uh, I like I end up. I end up asking to like meet up with him and his wife together. Yeah, because you're like, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm I know what sweet I'm gonna do. Talk them. Well, I hardly had to, so it's like I I put together like the shell of a website. Yeah, it, it I remember. Like, yeah, the website looks beautiful now. Yeah, yeah. Mwjustice.com, uh, Miller Wilmer's APC, and uh, the website's like my baby right now. It's all me, and so I put like the shell is is trash, but it's a shell. Has yeah. our names on it. Has like a little logo. And uh, it's, it's cool. So I showed Justin and now he's like kind of into the idea. But but like he's still so hesitant because his baby's right around the corner. He already has a, a good job. They're going to let him take 24 weeks paid leave because they're that kind of firm. The firm we're at was like, like you could literally. They take care of you. Yeah, yeah. They, they take care of you. You stay there. You don't necessarily, yeah. you're not. You An know, insurance whatever. defense firm called Poole Shaffrey, uh, Kegley. They, they, they take people. care of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give them a shout out because I like them so much. Yeah. Especially Brian Kegley. And um, so Justin has a lot. A lot to lose now. Like I, I, I've already lost mine. So I, how'd you convince him? His wife. His wife was like, "What? Like you need to go do this?" Yeah, his wife uh, Kelly. Um, she's been on some TV shows and stuff. Kelly Goss. She, she kind of like helped push him over the edge. So when we're all sitting together, um, she was like advocating harder 
for us to do our firm than I ever did. Because with Justin, I'm like, he's he's a professional well, it's person. Because you don't want to, you don't want someone to lose everything. It's like, oh, you do got this. And big, he's a little risk averse, yeah, and I don't yeah. want to like scare him to being like, we got to do this. This was our game plan. Yeah. She was on his ass at that dinner or whatever it was. Like Justin, you've been talking about this forever. Like you want to do this. Like, don't you want to like run your own firm? You're always talking about being your own boss. Like grilling him for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Like she was, she's she's the hero. She's the hero of the Kelly story. Kelly Goss is the hero of Miller Wilmer's APC because she pushed Justin off the cliff. She like basically bullied him <laughs> into starting a firm oh, with me. I know it was amazing. So, um, but like in the beginning, I could tell like like he wouldn't resign. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna resign next month. I'm gonna resign in, in a week after that. So like I put together the case management software. The website gets done up. You know, I got to deal with. So you're just going forward. I'm and going forward, not, just hoping he kind of joins yeah, me eventually. Yeah. And uh, and then once everything's kind of in place, he's like, "Okay, I'll do it." I was actually with him because his boss was my old boss, so I was actually with him when he resigned. You know, putting like this physically two weeks. there. I was physically there. I was oh at, I was at the God. meeting. This guy, this guy, dude, he was so cool. Uh, he's like, "Justin, now you're leaving me. You're breaking my heart, son." And like he meant that shit. Like there was no smile. Like you're breaking my heart, son. Yeah. Even I, I like. I'll, I was like, ooh. ooh. I was like, I was like, Justin, Wish somebody loved me, Val. I, like, I was like, don't leave this job, Justin. <laughs> so now you guys have a successful firm within yeah. less than a year, really. It's been, yeah, what, it's we opened been June 1st of this year. Of this we have year, like yeah. 40, 50 active cases already. Amazing. And uh, it's all completely organic marketing. Our, so proud our of you. firm overhead is like $900 a month. You don't have to blast your business. Blast your business. Blast your I'm business. I'm blast business. Blast your business. Because I'm going to tell everybody who wants to start a firm, the technology is available. The case yeah. management software is cheap. You can yeah. do everything remote. COVID-19, as terrible as it was, blessed attorneys with the ability to work remote. Yeah. I haven't seen the inside of a courtroom in years mm. because you don't have to. Mm -hmm. It's like done over a, like a Zoom type thing. Yeah. All your arguments, motions, other than trial, you can do it all on Zoom. So the firm can have a low overhead. And then when we when we collect a settlement, like that's just us. Like we're just getting paid. We have a business line of credit to, you know, take on the costs of a suit because we're a contingency firm. One of those like, you don't pay until we win. So we adopted that so you gotta model. You got to win. Yeah. So, and how often are you winning? Well, that's a funny question when you ask attorneys, like how often do you win? Because they all say, I've never lost. Well, the reason they've never lost is if they know they're going to lose, they settle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if they know they're going to win, like but you're but you're doing well for your clients is the point. We're, we're doing well. Yeah. We're getting settlements they're you know that they're happy with, and um, I mean we just opened June first, and and we're already we're already bringing decent cash in. Like we're you're busting at the seams, and you're doing great. We're we're doing we're, we're we don't have enough time for the cases we have right now. To the mm -hmm. point where like Justin's really big on wanting to hire somebody, and I like. I'm do it! Like, Jump in! I know, I know. Jump I just, in. I just, I, I want to like, dude. Let's just, let's just like, really, really like. He has a newborn baby, and I'm like, you know, why don't we just like, you know, go into overdrive for a few months, and we'll hire someone after that. But no, everything is going really well. Yeah. Well, amazing. And, uh, well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I'm, I love you to death. Like, I love everything that you stand for in regards to your dedication to your friends, to your family, to your work. Like, I know that. If you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it to the fullest ability. And that's something that I really admire in you. Well, let me give you this love right back. When you when you had first introduced the idea of Earth Rides, I don't know if I was 100% a believer. I don't know. Because it was just like, I was like, ah, oh, it just doesn't seem like there's room in the market. And the things that you've done in so little time is insane. Like, I, I can't I can't even, like, touch social media without seeing, like, a new interview or a new podcast or, you know, the Today Show. And you're hanging out with Mark Cuban, giving a shout out to Earth Rides. It is like, 
what a journey I'm you've pulling been on. rabbits out of my hat you know I'm just I'm pulling rabbits and, out of and my and hat and you and you always play like like you don't know how it's happening it's like it's you're the the two and a half three days that I spent with you in Nashville when you're kind of trying to bring me on the team it was like it is non-stop it is non-stop you're like everyone's boss you're everyone's mother at least back then it was like you're everything you're the marketing head the accounting the it was i'm not everything, everything as much now i get to like have conversations yeah, now, with yeah you, well, but, i mean you've grown the business yeah, so much yeah. but it's it's a man, it's a, it's a lot incredible. of hard work it's a lot of hard work and i'm thankful that you know in 20 years 10 years however many years like our kids are gonna play around together and we're gonna be you know we won't be smoking years. cigars hopefully because i don't know that's gross but yeah we'll, we'll, be, we'll be eating organic fruits and vegetables cantaloupes cantaloupes certainly Maybe, no donuts definitely pizza, no donuts no don't do you ever like cheat a little bit though? <laughs> you, I do. Do you I ever do like cheat. get something greasy? I do. No, no, a little no, bit, no, a little no, ice no, no. cream. I cheat. Yes, I do cheat. And but when I cheat, I am reading the label. Like I am like. Okay, you looking okay. at the trans fat? Damn right. I'm yeah. looking at everything. Like it's 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 got to be the cleanest cheat you see. So we'll end it there. We'll end it with Raven Hernandez does eat bad food that is still organic, high quality. That. That's a cop out. Yeah. Just just say I eat a four by four in and out never, every other month. Never. You but don't. you do know that I talk about Chick fil A. I wouldn't actually eat it, but if I was ever gonna eat something bad, like that's the spicy Chick fil A sandwich with delicious with the pickles, with the um Chick fil A sauce and mm-hmm. the waffle fry. Southwest chicken that's salad. That's what I would do. The last time I had one was in two thousand seventeen with um The my, salad or Chick fil A? I had the Chick fil A. In 2017, I didn't. I it was with two. It of my, was so good. You remember when you had it last 2017? I, because it was in Venice, and I and you told, didn't want to go back. And I told Henry and Austin from law school. I said, if you tell anybody at school that I ate this, do not tell. What a do you think soul. is going to ruin your reputation? Absolutely. I took away Friday donuts. I can't you, be on the streets like oh, I'm taking away Friday donuts and then eating Chick Fil A on the you side. Chick Fil A. Literally, I think Chick Fil A is like my the reputation. next healthiest option. It's amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having this conversation Absolutely. with Thank me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Attorney Miller, or should I call you AC, short for Ambulance Chaser. When you chase ambulances, are you running, walking, or using Lime scooters? It's a a brisk walk. Brisk walk. It's a brisk walk. Not quite a jog, but I'm in there. And are you looking for severed limbs (laughs) or just like heart attacks? I don't know if we ambulance chase. I think we do the Lord's work. Mm, the Lord's work. Wasn't there a movie called Jarhead? There was. Was that about you? <laughs> I'm not as I'm not as good looking as Jake Gyllenhaal. I broke. I broke. Who wrote these questions? Did you go to law school to become a lawyer or just to have sex with 15 of your classmates? <laughs> well, I mean, Harvey Specter. Mm. How many of those copulations occurred in the law school? If I comment on that, then we're going to have certain exes are like, oh, yeah, when that happened, huh? Yeah, be careful. That jars because you're from the movie Jarhead. <laughs> nice. Jar, Jarhead is, they get as close to like what Marines actually act like when they're not performing their duties as any movie is ever getting. Like, everyone's a hooligan. Shout out Jarhead. Shout out Jake Jarhead. I heard judges don't wear anything under their robes. Ooh. I was a judge for Halloween. Gotcha. In a 
Is that what you're looking for? You like that? What was that? What was that stupid caption that got me in trouble? It was like, uh, "Would you ever do your girl got fans? ass and I'm taking judicial notice?" Would you ever do OnlyFans? I would have to like cut up. Like I feel like I'm in shape, but not that kind of shape. I'd mm. have to cut up. For all, all for all of your OnlyFans fans, is there? Kim Kardashian, Caleb Miller sex tape out there. Who do you think I am? <laughs> Would like, you let Kanye watch? Would I let Kanye watch my sex tape or my performance? I mean, if I had a sex tape out there, I feel like I'd be okay with him watching it. Performance, I don't know. Hmm. It'd be difficult to have someone else in the room. Hmm. You don't feel like you could perform well? I feel like that'd be uncomfortable. Hmm. You know, a little bit. Would you be wearing the Yeezy slides while you did it? If Yeezy himself was there? Yes. Mm. Are you going to send me a bill for this time on the law show? It's it's only it's only 400 an hour. Mm. Objection. <laughs> Overruled. My 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 entire career is going to go down after this interview. So you're the founder of Miller Law. I am the founder of Miller Wilmer's APC. Where did you find it? I found it in the back of Justin Wilmer's mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love this. Keep them coming. I'm, I'm getting excited. They better get spicy. To all the people that you put in prison, what is the advice to help them get out? <laughs> um, hire an attorney. Hire my boy Zeno at Grace Legal Group. Well, what kind of attorney are you? Employment. Are you going to employ the people that you put in prison? No. You're not going to employ them. Couldn't but you are it. an employment attorney. I am an employment attorney. Would you recommend to your clients to hire people that have been in prison? I, I represent the employee, not the employer. Um... I think it would depend. You know, if you're in prison for robbery, maybe you don't hire him at the bank. But if you're in prison for robbery, maybe hire them for something else? Depends. Repentance. Maybe if they had an opportunity to, to fix their life, mm. we could do it. Maybe hire them as like a, an uncoder, a, a coder scrambler. Is that a thing? I'm asking the questions here, attorney. Fair enough. Have you ever done ayahuasca? No, but my curiosity's through the roof. So you would do ayahuasca? 100%. So you're on record stating that you would do ayahuasca? I'm on record saying if I had an opportunity to do it in a safe environment, oh yeah, I would do it. Do you believe in doing illegal drugs? I think that my position on drugs is we should legalize and everyone's just kind of held personally responsible for what happens from there. So you want to be personally responsible. I want it taxed. You want to tax drugs. I want drugs. it taxed for the man. You want to be a drug dealer. No, no. The stress. I couldn't handle that stress. Remember stress thresholds? Couldn't handle it. Okay. What would be your only fan's account name? Ooh, I feel like I feel like Sarah Miller would be too much. 
That'd be too much. Um, or would it be just enough? It would be Django Unchained. What angles would the shots be? <laughs> I have no idea how to answer that. I'm not a filmographer, not a director. Down, up, shaved, not shaved. Is shaved an angle? I think it's a preference. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, we have we have to let the creatives be in charge of that. I don't know if I'm one of them. Go ahead. What you got for me? I'm excited. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Objection. Thank you.